Treading that episode 189. Yeah, yeah, just just disappointed in myself that I cannot stick to a certain strategy that I was constantly adjusting, that I was like always going against my will. Like I knew deep inside, you know, um, same with poker. I knew I shouldn't call this this hand, but I still did it because you know my ego got in the way. Same thing in trading. My ego got in the way. I, I felt that I was doing it. Or I had like two or three trades winning trades. I felt great. I felt euphoric. And I was like, you know what? Uh, it's going to be fine right now. And then you get wrecked. And then you, you fall into that negative spiral again. So I was doing everything I could to, to just get my mind straight, to go to the gym in the morning, to get clear, meditate, to then eventually just, uh, you know, making sure that I at least prove myself that I can do this consistently, no matter what the results were. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern training is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Nut Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Lorenzo Corrado on the show. Now, Lorenzo's gone from poker to crypto and finally ended up in Forex and crypto. Um, And look, 90% of his success came from being totally fed up so you're going to find out why and what it was uh, in the show that we're about to get into now uh, afterwards we jumped on a price chart with Lorenzo and he walked through how he identifies an order block to get a 9R trade amongst a number of other different things there's so much uh, you can learn from this particular video you've got to check it out after listening to this Um, other things coming up here on the show we've got Tom Hugart here on the show next week in a two-part series Uh, this is an epic epically long and awesome episode and hopefully will uh, completely revolutionize your trading so guys that is coming up so this guy's a high stake trader so you've got to stay tuned for that Um, other things happening here we've got city traders imperium my sponsors they are running their third trading competition where they're on the lookout for the best traders in the world that have passed funding challenges won competitions um there's up to 400k up for grabs and a special prize for the winner. Uh, there's a link below the video to register for that. And uh, yeah, go and check it out over there on citytradersimperium.com. Um, and remember, if you're looking to automate anything, then uh, my Robot Builders Club doors are still open. Uh, there's a bot in there for the month of August. If you want to get access to that bot, then jump on there. It trades the market open of the uh, indices, stock indices. So if you guys are interested in that, then go and check out the Robot Builders Club. Links under the video for that as well. Enough from me. Let's get on with the, th- the show today with Lorenzo. As you'll know, as a trader, one of the biggest issues can be coming up with enough capital to make it worthwhile. Well, the good news is my sponsor, City Traders Imperium, have solved this problem for you. Their day trading and swing trading funding programs mean you can trade between 10,000 and 4 million in capital with up to 100% profit share. Yes, you get everything you make on the account. Plus, the folks at CTI have made it super stress-free, allowing you up to six months to pass the funding challenge, which means if life gets in the way, you can park things for a while and stick to your trading plan. To check them out, click the link in the description below or in the card above. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Out. We've got Lorenzo Corrado here on the show, uh, all the way over there in Bali. So welcome to the show, Lorenzo. 
appreciate it, man. Thank you for, for the invitation and the well, support. Well, look, it's great to have you on because um, I've heard your story and uh, the recommendation you got was fantastic. Uh, and I know you're sort of a trader that's been around for a while but has just jumped out and started going public with a few things probably because you were thinking, why not? Why not? I may as well. Now, let's start off. Yeah. But before we get into all that sort of good stuff, um, we want to hear your story and how you got to where you are now. So do you want to start from the very beginning? Yeah, sure, man. Thank you so much, my man. So I always had um, a two very competitive parents. So um, like they were both already a kind of entrepreneurs as well. But um, I always wanted to clarify that um, they never, never gave me any money whatsoever. They, they always said to me, like, you have to do it yourself. But the only thing that I got from a very, very young age was the the inspiration. So, like, I always saw a certain lifestyle, always saw something, you know. And I was like, you know, there are different ways to to get what you want. Because uh, I took my father as an example. He never never really went to school or never really had these, like, high-level degrees, etc. And I was always kind of, I had the same personality type. I was never really that guy that performed very well uh, into the traditional like education and always I was seeking for alternative education and therefore, uh, you know, trying out different businesses, etc. Until I realized that um, I, I, I like systems. So like I like things like, you know, probability and everything in that sense as well. So um, sooner or later, somebody introduced me to poker. And I started to play poker full time, pretty much all the time. Um, I went to the casino at a very young age, uh, you know, lying about my age, <laughs> you name it, trying everything yeah. to get into the into the into the books there, and to just to to just play uh, whatever I could do to all the money that I earned. I tried to make it in poker or spend it in poker at least at the beginning, and try to evolve there better as a poker player. But from that moment, I really decided or really understood that probability, a game. Uh, is is in many facets of life so it's not only in in poker it has you know it also is in trading etc um but i didn't really understood trading that well until i got introduced in in the crypto markets of course in 2017 and um you know a super hype made a lot of money and lost it all pretty much like like a lot of other people as well but i'm very very grateful that from this moment i i got introduced into you know the actual markets um and from there i started to really focus on cryptocurrencies and i'm trading cryptocurrencies as well which is of course very very difficult to do so um but over time i managed to do this uh to do this profitable and then from that moment i decided around two years ago that i yeah like moved to to forex as well just because of the 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 volume in the market the the uh the difference between you know uh forex and crypto in general and and just the maturity in general, so that's pretty much my my story. And uh, awesome. yeah, I actually transitioned from poker to trading, and I never left. And so, just going back to your poker days, I mean, like, were you, were you making sort of enough to live off in from your poker uh, winnings? Well, it was point? very volatile. It was extremely yeah. volatile. Um, I, I never really got the chance to to create a stable uh, income from it. However, I I sometimes made a, a lot of money. And then I, I lost it all as well. It was a high volatile, and um, but over time I managed to consistently at least live from it. Yes. Yeah. And, and were you um, one of these sort of online players, or were you trying to get into casinos? What was what was your sort of main uh, access to it? 
I always felt that like uh, live, I had something, I had something in, in in like an actual live table that I and I just performed better over time. Either though I was more aware, or I was more patient, um, and I just, you know, I, I always had better results there. But of course, I played tons and tons of online games as well, uh, trying to 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 beat the best using all kinds of systems as well, add-ons, you know, indicators. And you name it, yeah. Yeah, essentially, I actually had a. Uh, I, I worked well, one of my employees when I was back working was a an ex. He was from the states and he lived in Phoenix, mm. so he was quite close to Las Vegas. And yeah. he was, I said, you know, what, what was your background and stuff? He said I was a poker player, and I was like, I couldn't get my head around it because he was quite a young guy. But he would, yeah. um, he he basically paid for his education, his college education, through poker, and he would mm-hmm. spend the summer in Las Vegas, sleep during the uh, day, wake up. Uh, yeah. Like at the start of the evening, go find all the drunk um, Europeans, or was it drunk Europeans or dr- drunk people? Could be, could be, yeah. Could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it was, he'd find the drunk people there, and then oh, yeah, that's what I was. He'd find the drunk people, play against them, uh, and then yeah. go back to his apartment with his mates who were doing it as well, and then get online and play against the drunk Europeans. That was it. Uh, play, yeah, and and make his money there. So he he made some money, and another guy at the same company was doing had done the same thing as well paid his way yeah. through university through it. so well done so it's great that it got you into into trading and and crypto obviously that big boom in 2017 hooked you as well mm-hmm. can you can yeah. you sort of walk us through in a bit more detail as to like how you managed to go from this like you know i suppose poker playing um you know highly volatile income to yeah. more stable crypto uh, sorry more stable trading uh, income and what were you doing that might have been different from other people? Yeah, yeah, you, you made a really good point there actually around the poker table, like about around these drunk Europeans, etc. Because that's exactly how it was. It's like pretty much like if you are if you don't know who the fish is on the table, then you know you're the fish, right? So right. it's pretty much it has the same thing to do with with trading as well. This is where the point I want to go to is if you don't know who, who the fish is in trading. Then you are the fish as well. So, so therefore, uh, it's the same thing with liquidity and everything around that, right? So we're going to yeah. go in the, in, into the strategy later. But like, yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much the same thing. I didn't know I was the fish for a very very long time until I realized I was the fish. So that's the moment when I when something snapped in my in my trading career where I said, okay, how does the 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 most most the retail trader trade? And how can we make sure that, you know, we need to belong to where our, our stop losses or their stop losses are as well? And like, how can we adjust and like, you know, build a strategy around that? So that's pretty much uh, how we started. But I pretty much started very, very similar, um, like like everyone else, I think, in my, in my journey. Just simple trend lines, you know, that didn't make sense uh, whatsoever. Um, you know, I made all the mistakes along the way that you can make, really. I, I'm nothing special towards, towards somebody else. I lost a lot of money also in the beginning. And it, it took a while for me to 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 come back from it um, until I, I just made that mind mind shift about you know especially liquidity especially liquidity and hunting for liquidity in the markets. Okay, okay. So so um so you say sort of you made the, the mind shift, and you obviously had that poker mind anyway, which which would have helped. I'm guessing yeah. from a from a and you like systems, so sticking to systems. So yeah. you migrated from trend lines, which weren't working. To what did you go from? Where'd you go from there? Yeah, I just I just started every everything a single thing. Um, I started to go to uh, all kinds of scalping strategies using the moving average. I started to, you know, uh, go for more swing trade uh, opportunities, swing trade strategies, etc. I've tried I tried so many different strategies out, but the problem with me was that I was constantly adjusting my strategy 
without properly properly testing it like one by one by one right so i did not like do you know 10 or 20 or 30 different strategy uh, uh trades no i did like one to five trades oh no this is not working and then i moved on right so my conclusion personally is that there is not really a wrong or right strategy um if you have not properly tested it before as well so uh yeah that's pretty much the conclusion yeah. So, so you obviously got to the point where you tested the full strategy or that you're using. Um, how did that go? And what did you discover? The, 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 you mean the strategy that I'm using right now? Well, with the, yeah, the strategy you're using or something close to it that got you to what you're doing now. Yeah. So no, I, it actually became first with like pure mindset. So like, I'm just saying like 90% is, is mindset. And I truly, truly believe in that because uh, I could, there was, was a point where I was so tired of myself that I was like, okay, you know, now I'm going to stick with a certain strategy and I'm going to like really um, pursue the strategy a hundred times and, and what, whatever happens, happens. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to test a hundred trades out. I'm not backtesting, no actual like live trading. And this was actually the moving average strategy where I, I used the 50 and 20 moving average, I believe, on the, the one hourly. And I just, you know, started to look for you know, the reverse right there and then uh, eventually combine it with an RSI divergence. That's pretty much the strategy I was using. And uh, and it was working. It was working, but it was so boring. It was nothing like like special. I didn't understand, still understood the psychology of the markets, etc. I was just using that that indicator uh, in combination with another indicator. And, and I, I purely based my trading on that. And it became a little bit, you know, uh, not that exciting over time. So that's pretty much the reason why I wanted to adjust and uh yeah and, and what sort of things were you doing to like i suppose hold yourself to account around that particular strategy so that you could do 100 trades without you know because you're saying it's, it's boring right so how do you stick to 100 trades doing the yeah. same thing which is boring as hell which yeah. when you think about it and you know from a mo- mindset point of view most yeah. people are going to struggle to even do that yeah a lot of pain my friend a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. I think this is the this is the place where you uh, where you realize you have to stick with what you got, and uh, if you don't do it, you're gonna lose anyways. So um, yeah. And what was, was the pain? Just, uh, what was the pain? Where was the pain being felt? Like from what? Give us an example of that. Yeah, yeah. Just just disappointed in myself that I cannot stick to a certain strategy that I was constantly adjusting. That I was like always going against my will. Like I knew deep inside, you know. Um, same with poker. I knew I shouldn't call this this hand, but I still did it because, you know, my ego got in the way. Same thing in trading. My ego got in the way. I, I felt that I was doing it. Or I had like two or three trades winning trades. I felt great. I felt euphoric. And I was like, you know what? Uh, it's going to be fine right now. And then you get wrecked. And then mm. uh, you, you fall into that negative spiral again. So I was doing everything I could to to just get my mind straight, to go to the gym in the morning, to get clear, meditate, to then eventually just, uh, you know, making sure that I at least prove myself that I can do this consistently, no matter what the results were. Yeah, I think you made a very, very good point there where, and it's, it's three words, and, and I think this is something that everyone's gonna, gonna should be taking away. Yeah. It was, you're gonna do it anyway, right? Exactly. You know that you shouldn't do it, but you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Why the hell yeah. are you gonna do it anyway? It doesn't make no sense, right? Exactly. When you've already yeah. said to yourself, no. So, so when you're going through your hundred trades with this RSI uh, moving average strategy, yeah. How did you sort of counteract that? I'm gonna, I can see this. I'm gonna do it anyway. Kind of mentality. You talked about meditation there. Do you, can you expand on that a little bit? 
Yeah, sure. So, so you know, whenever I got the trigger, I was making sure that there was no no signs of of me personally looking for instant gratification. So, this is this is the main the main source of the problem was that I was looking for trades that I was supposed to look for, right? So, I was making sure that that this was out of the way first, and that I was not looking for that. So, therefore, uh, the gym was very very important. And this is what I preach also in our community right now that I'm just started, is that. You know, physical exercise is extremely important, just not just for for the looks of your body, etc., but just to get a clear mind, or some sort of exercise, right? At least um, it can be meditation or whatsoever, but at least something that gives you these endorphins, these dopamine mm. um, levels to to you know your hormone yeah. balance to to ground zero, so you can exactly, you know, make sure that you're not looking for for the instant gratification, because I think unconsciously you're looking for that dopamine shot, that that winning trade, that like. Yes, I made it happen at the gambling gambling mindset way of trading. And, and if you can remove that completely and you can detach yourself from that well with some meditation, with some practical exercise, then I highly recommend everyone uh, to do so. And so so I suppose the time frame probably has a lot to do with this in terms of how you you know, if you're if you're sitting there waiting for a MACD and uh, sorry, a moving average in an RSI to yeah, match absolutely. up you, you, on a on a on a one hour chart you're probably thinking I might I might have to set an alert here because this is going to take a while. I mean, Absolutely. what time frame were you working on at that point? Most of the time, the four hour, the one hour, uh, and the thirty minute time frame. That was the, the most. Uh, the, and actually, there was it was it, it worked completely fine. However, um, like I said, it just it was not satisfying over time because I feel I was not learning the psychology behind the markets and mm. and and why people go long here, why people get get wrecked here, etc. I was not learning anything about it. So I felt I was not improving over time. And I feel this is one thing in trading you always want is that you always want to look for improvements, right? And uh, and this is something that, um, yeah, that I just didn't want to pursue anymore. And so how did you how did you move on from that and start? Well, first of all, where did you get your education from for, for understanding how the markets mm. are, are moving? Um, let's yeah. go with that one first. Yeah, so I had a really, really good friend of mine and I met along the way here uh, in Bali. He improved my game a lot around, around two and a half, three years ago. Uh, this is exactly when I started to become uh, profitable as well, is, is by taking him as an example, because he has an opposite kind of character as me. So he's very calm, he's very relaxed. I'm very more, I have more of an impulsive, uh, you know, mindset in things. I want to do things straight away. When I'm excited about it, I want to, you know, I, I kind of I can potentially build on hype where he has is very very logic very very you know relaxed about everything he want to make sure that everything makes sense in every form every way so I kind of you know followed his footsteps along the way so I learned a lot from him personally and of course um, you know on YouTube just scrolling going through a lot of different guys as well trying to to educate myself there um, I I was I was in the crypto community for a very very long time. So it was it was actually very hard to find the guys that I was looking for, uh, but the moment I went to Forex, I saw I met a lot of dudes that I, I was really, really inspired by, and um, yeah, that helped me out a, a tremendously over time. Yeah. And your friend in Bali was this a was this someone you'd known before Bali, or did you meet them over here? And how on earth did you meet somebody who's trading for a living in Bali? I pretty much met him when I when I came to Bali at first place, and uh, you know um, he's a poker player as well. Uh, and and this is pretty much how it, how it went. So eventually we we, yeah, he, he went from poker and transition to trading as well at the same time. So we kind of have a, have a similar background. However, if he, even he he was even more professional than me in poker, he was actually going to you know 
play poker live in China and that's the kind of stuff. Ah, so yeah. it went really, really deep. So I took an as example in many, many things, many layers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, so um, you say you sort of moved into forex and you found the people that you're after. I mean, what, what uh, can you sort of give examples of this? Like, what kind of stuff were they doing, or who were they? Is this, uh, can other people find these same people, or was it difficult? I think everyone can find uh, these type of people. Uh, I can give you guys one example how I ended up in Bali as well. For example, mm. um, the moment I made some money, I was intrigued by by traveling. Like, first of all. And uh, I don't recommend it to everyone, but like the moment I had some money, I was like, you know, I'm going to go to Bali. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I had this like complete travel uh, lifestyle in my mind where I just played poker or I was trading and I was just, you know, traveling the world along the way. And um, what I learned from it is that is that perspective is extremely important. So so whenever I was only living in the Netherlands, even though that I, you know, had a pretty like open open-minded mindset and stuff i really wanted to you know i was learning along the way I, I i knew that i would meet the right people while i was traveling um and if you go and travel for a reason and that is to meet other like-minded individuals like you you will find them along the way while traveling so investing in traveling is never is never a wrong idea to do so and I think um, this is the best thing I could have ever done in my life personally to to travel, spend my money on traveling, not just only to party, but also just to 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 meet like ent- other entrepreneurs, other like guys that are just starting out in, in the entrepreneurship, you know, the digital nomad lifestyle pretty much and to pursue and uh, build networks around these people as well. And, and when you say like you got a bit of money, I mean, how much are we talking here that, that sort of got you like, oh, right, now I'm going to do my traveling? Literally like 10, 20 grand, like, uh, you know, uh, which is still a lot of money, of course, for, for a lot of people. But um, I mean, this is this this is what helped me alive for a few months. And, and, you know, whenever I was broke again, I'll try to make it happen. If I couldn't, I went back to my country and started the same thing over again. So I always felt that I had a backup plan. I just went home and just started again from yeah. there. Um, but the goal was actually to, you know, get up a full base, like let's say $10,000 whatsoever. I don't know how much it costs, can be less for a lot of people as well. Go to somewhere, um, you know, try to live as cheap as possible, build out your network. And then if you cannot make it, just go back and repeat the same thing over again until you can do the same thing again. And, uh, yeah, essentially, we did this uh, a couple of times until I actually stayed here and was able to afford to stay here. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Okay. Essentially. Cause, um, I mean, I used to work for a Dutch bank and so I knew a lot of Dutch people and what I mm. tip, what I sort of found really interesting was that these guys tended to get a job out of university, uh, yeah. or school. And that was it. They were at the same company yeah. for the next 40 years. They retire. Um, yeah. and it's, it was that sort of typical and we how did you sort of how was it that you managed to break out of that mold because i'm guessing a lot of your friends are probably in that same yeah mold. that's a very good question so i think personally the reason is because i never really uh performed that well on school and and that was just purely because of i think my 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 character i was very still very uh you know energetic and young i had a very young mindset until a very late age so i was always very playful never took everything really serious i saw my father i saw my mother i was like you know if they don't need it then i don't need it i had that mindset so already from a very young age i I didn't felt the actual connection you know these guys were talking about university how cool it was to go to university to be in a club you know a a member student club right there and just you know to to meet these other guys and like you know and I, i never was with that so i think this already from a young age gave me the um 
Yeah, I think that was the difference for me personally yeah. to to already detach myself from a young age and to pursue a different uh, a different role in life. And, and can I ask, um, without diving too personally, but what your parents? They're sort of you know you've talked about the entrepreneurial stuff. Were they yeah. business owners or were they how 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 did they sort of get into that? Yeah, space? so my so so my mother was well. Uh, owned a relatively small a small business as a consultant um and my, my father had a, a bigger bigger company a bigger like wholesale factory as well he was producing for a lot of big uh, uh brands as well uh their products and um and he does some white labeling etc and i took him as, as definitely as an example in, in many, many different ways so i saw what he was doing um and uh, you know even though he was hammering on my on my student degree as well but i just could not do it I just couldn't. Right. Just so couldn't. even though he was pressuring you, yeah, you decided that no, I'm not going to go. Well, that's 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 uh, that takes yeah. some, some some guts. So yeah. um, okay, right, brilliant. So look, how did you transition from that? So you've got your education now. How did you transition from that to uh, and migrating from something that has essentially broken the back for you, this mm-hmm. RSI MA strategy, to, yeah. to something that's more like here's how the actual market works versus here's what the indicators are saying. How do you transition? How do you make that transition? Yeah, that's, that's a very, very good question. So, um, yeah, at a particular moment in, 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 my, uh, in my life, I, I've met another guy, and he was, he, was, he, was, he was a very young dude, very intellectual, and he's a, he's a full-time trader as well. And the way he explained the market in general, the way he just articulated the market, explained it, everything is fractal, you know, uh, it's, it's all the same thing. We have patterns in patterns, we have charts in charts. And he explained it in so like logical way and it made so much sense. I was like, hey, yeah, I mean, you know, a game changer right there. This is this is exactly what I was looking for. So started to dive deeper and then I came around a concept which is called like smart money concept. Uh, this guy is called ICT Trading. And, he's been um, on the show, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. been on the show. He's okay, wow. A long time yeah, ago, yeah. a couple of years, a few years ago, yeah. Yeah, 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 amazing dude, amazing way. I don't know him personally, but like uh, amazing how he explained everything. Got very, very inspired by that. Um, it's not the actual strategy I'm using. Uh, it, it's 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 partly what I'm doing right now. Um, but I took it as an example, definitely, absolutely. Um, went to a few other guys as well, and I just formulated something, uh, and I com- combined a few different layers with each other, a few different strategies with each other, and I felt that I kind of created my hybrid uh, version of that. So. Uh, and, yeah. and, and what gave you confidence in in the, this new hybrid version, other than the education? Pretty much that, um, yeah. Like I, I was just testing things out, and it, and it made a lot of sense, and it worked, and and I stick with it uh, over time, and then that's pretty much how it how it went. Nothing special, just by testing it out and just seeing it by, by myself working. So well, that's pretty much how it is. And, and so, did did uh, your level of boredom drop? Sorry, what's that, my man? Did your level of boredom? Through trading drop, ah, yeah, 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 and so how did that? How did absolutely? That, what what can you explain? Sort of why it was so much more exciting now that you'd changed yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, so if you if you understand the the psychology behind why people, you know, why what is happening in the charts, and you can explain it in a way, like actually in kind of a storyline, then it's way more exciting already in the first place. It's just like you understand way more what's happening. Um, and you feel that you're being part of, you know, a, an actual story rather than just like, you know, some front end, you know, uh, red candle, green candle and whatever it is, yeah. right? You see exactly what's happening or you try to understand what's happening. And if you look at it from that perspective, you see, ah, that's why this is happening. That's why that is happening. Now it makes more sense. So that's why I'm doing this. And if it does, 
then works out, you know, it gets you really exciting in a in a very like normal way, but it gets you really exciting, like knowing that, you know, things are playing out in a way you thought it would play out. Yeah. So basically yeah. you are not the fish in the room anymore. You're 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 the I'm shark. trying. I'm still trying. I'm still trying. I really want to like address this very, very importantly. There's, yeah. there's whenever let's, we talk about it in a certain strategy also for the community that uh, like uh, we're building right now is that um, strategies will always change, right? When when the majority will adapt to that particular strategy or when, you know, let's say retail investors go to from, from this concept to that concept, then the markets will, of course, automatically adapt as well. So I, I always want to want to notice or like explain, guys, that I'm always looking to adapt whenever is needed, and that I will never use one particular strategy, even though I'm using a strategy right now that's working. Um, I think it's very, very important to stay sharp as well. Whenever we need to change something, that this is something that we are, uh, mm. yeah, are always looking out for. Yeah, also, I mean, like the uh, the turtle traders their strategy no longer works like you know the yeah, got them there exactly. won't won't work for you guys so yeah. um what about like how was your risk to reward on the RSI versus what you're doing now what was the difference mm-hmm. between between the two yeah so the RSI mainly i was looking i was also always aiming for for a 3 to 1 uh trades pretty much um just because if i had a one correct out of three trades i broke even so uh, my goal is always to get two out of three correct and uh, yeah, that that worked very very well. But now I'm actually looking for one to five, sometimes even higher, uh, because of a an actual scalability trade. So um, yeah, we can go over that later as well. Um, but I'm trying to build up my lot size over time, and uh, you know, build up my trades pretty much. Mm-hmm. So uh, while risking the same thing. So this is pretty much what I do sometimes right now to increase even my my risk reward ratio over time, uh, but keep my risk uh, on a rather similar level. Yeah, and in terms of like uh, funding your accounts and I suppose your your, your lifestyle in, in Bali yeah. here, which you know is a, is a country which is a lot cheaper than than most countries in the Western world, for example. Uh, I mean, how did you? What what was your sort of like you know growth in terms of account capital and that sort of thing? Well, pretty significant because um, <laughs> yeah, of course, in crypto. Like everything went went really fast. Like we 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 picked out the last bull run as well in cryptocurrency, and that was just like it was unbelievable how how fast things went from there. Um, and then eventually moving to forex, we realized that um, the compound effect is actually where I'm really really doing it for. So uh, that means that um, yeah, literally like let's say you go from five figures to multiple six figures in a very very short time. But then now from this moment. I could say that if I focus on making five percent a month consistently, and I and I reinvest this capital over time, and I increase my lot size based on the new capital I have, now the compounding effect is is very very big. So uh, I'm trying to focus full, fully on the on the compounding effect right now, and uh, you know trying to scale this up. And so so do you uh, like make regular withdrawals from from this when you're trying to compound as well? I try to do as less as possible. I, of course, I've always, I have multiple sources of income. Um, so uh, this is what I explain also to my community a lot right now at the beginning in my streams. I say always like, like trading is like, it's just for generating cash flow, right? Cash flow is king. So whenever I generate cash flow, I can invest, let's say 20% into my personal expenses, et cetera. Uh, but I don't need that personally because I have an alternative source of income. I have some some actual physical businesses here in Bali as well. Where I visited here, uh, providing some some jobs here as well, uh, which I which is really really fulfilling for me. 
And uh, of course, we have a lot of tourists here, so there are a lot of opportunities here as well in many, many different ways. So, yeah, I try to live from these expenses right there or from these uh, profits. And I try to reinvest everything from trading back into other investors, mainly into yeah, personally uh, cryptocurrencies as well for the long term. So, like, I try to use it as that and partly, of course, compounding my uh, my account. And can you give us an example of one of the businesses you've you've invested in or, or create, created? I guess have yeah, you invested yeah. in them or created them? Um, well, it was a, it's it's nothing special. Um, we actually invest in, uh, in 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 motorbikes and cars right there. So we buy cars um, secondhand, pretty good quality cars uh, and and bikes right there, and we rent them out to tourists. And then um, we give the guys that are managing it, uh, the locals, uh, a twenty five percent commission based on that. So. Uh, Okay. Yeah, based on this, we oh, can. Cool. Uh, it's it's really scalable as well. Yeah, and it. Uh, I mean, it is. It's not like trading, but it def- definitely gives you enough uh, capital to to work with, to live from, etc. Yeah. So so yeah. um so basically, if you're in, if you're heading to Bali and need a car, um, <laughs> actually, actually, my brother's heading over there in a, in a month. I'll, I'll I'll get him to hit you up afterwards, and we'll find out what the name of the company is. Whatever you need, man. Whatever you need. <laughs> whatever he needs. No worries. We got we got him. Um. Right now. Uh. Okay. Let's let's jump into. Uh, let's jump into some of the regular questions here. So, around your yeah. trading uh, now, I mean, what timeframes do you focus on? Uh, that's a very, very good question. So, it, it, again, it totally depends. We can, like, I can start on the weekly and end up taking my my trades on the you know one minute if I have to, if I'm looking for any any confirmations uh, whatsoever. Uh, However, I tend to use the, the one hourly, the four hourly, the most still over time to 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 see where our current trend lays. Yeah. And how many trades would you take in, say, for example, a week? Um, that's that's it. Can it can be quite a lot? Because sometimes it can be you know, um, well, not a lot, but like in in terms of of using the strategy, it can be quite a lot. But in general, I feel, and I, I want to highlight as well, I think less is more in many different ways. Less is more because I'm just. Um, sometimes even overthinking, maybe still, um, but I'm trying to bring as many confluences together as, as possible uh, in, in many different layers. So, um, yeah, we can go over it later as well, but I'm, I'm, I'm using the Fibonacci, I'm using imbalances, liquidity, currency indices, then we have the London, New York Open, the manipulation mm-hmm. that happens there, um, you know, and I'll try to bring everything together. And then based on that, I see if it actually makes sense for me to enter. So, um, yeah. Automatically, I filter out a lot of trades. And, and if anyone's sort of wondering uh, what Lorenzo does on the charts, he, he's got some epically long eight-hour live streams <laughs> that have just been going for, what was it, about the past month or so? Probably two months, maybe? The last two weeks, two weeks. Well, yeah. the last two weeks, sorry, the last two yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah, you've only started it two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so epically long eight-hour streams where this, he's just going through everything. So, yeah, this is where you need to go after the show is check that out, mm. but probably watch the video we shoot afterwards quickly before you jump in. Now, um, what about winning percentage? Um, yeah, like I said, I'm trying to go for, um, you know, like five between five and ten hour trades. So I'm going for the big hours. And the reason why personally is because then I can afford myself to look for similar setups over time. And um let's say I'm looking for, for the ten hour trades on average. Like I can I can have a lot of trades wrong. And and this is what I'm trying to explain a lot of guys also in the when I'm when I'm trading live, for example, and I'm and I make a trade that's not going correctly. I'm explaining guys, listen, over time we're gonna make it happen because um, you know, even if I would have two out of 10 trades correctly with the same setup, then I would make money. 
right? That means that if I have eight trades wrong uh, and I have two correctly out of 10 trades yeah. and I will be profitable. Yeah. So if, if you understand that and if you understand risk management in that kind of way and you can look for the same similar setups right there, um, yeah, definitely it's a game changer in my, in my personal uh, personal belief from there. And do you cap it at 10 hour or do you sometimes go for more if things are working out? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So so like let's say I kept it on a 5R, um, um, but we build it out sometimes to 10R and sometimes even more. And it totally depends on how we get a confirmation. So whenever we see a, you know, uh, an actual execution of our trade and we have a beautiful, beautiful entry and we come back up again to, you know, to uh, hit another area, uh, a point of interest, and we feel again to, to break that level, let's say we're shorting and, we, and we're coming back down again, this is the moment where we can scale up our trade position without risking the same amount. So therefore, it can go on for a while. I mean, uh, you know, there there was a time when I had seven or eight trades in a row from one particular position. Like this is pretty much how we can build out our position as well to scale up our risk reward ratio, but risking the same thing. So it totally depends. Um, it, it's it's hard to find it, but if you find it, it's highly, highly profitable uh, over time. Um, but sometimes I go for very, very easy trades as well with the system. Very, very easy, uh, easy, like five to one, that's it out and next, uh, go to the next trade as well. So it totally depends on what we're seeing in the market. And you primarily limit orders or stop orders? Primarily limit orders. No, I never, never really use uh, stop orders. No. And, uh, sorry, I should have said all market orders is probably the other one. Um, what about the number of instruments that you trade? How many symbols and what are they? Um, well, I got my basic my basic list. Uh, I, I trade a lot of forex pairs, uh, the indices and gold, and that's and and the US oil, UK oil, and that that's pretty much it. So, uh, I like to trade uh, the British pound against you know the, the dollar, Japanese yen. Um, I don't know why, but it's just been working the best so far. Um, no particular reason for that, but uh, but in general, um, yeah, whatever happened, whatever I see, I I, I take. Pretty yeah. much. So there is not, not really nothing that I exclude from it or whatsoever. Everything that we are allowed to trade, we trade. Awesome. And and uh, and from a crypto point of view, I mean, what realm of sort of because obviously there you know there's thousands of them. Um, yeah. Where do you where do you cap your crypto list? What's your sort of list of cryptos that you'll go to? Um, very very good question. So so mainly Bitcoin, Ethereum, just the the, the main the main pairs, just because of the volume that's that's been traded there has been the most reliable for me as well. And because everything is uh, correlated to Bitcoin anyways, mainly, um, it makes the most sense to trade Bitcoin for me personally yeah. as well. Uh, to not just get, get confused in what's actually happening in Bitcoin, you know, and then take that in consideration. So, yeah. uh, And what about yeah. like your typical trading day? Can you walk us through how that all sets up from woe to go? Including in like anything you do with these other businesses and stuff. A day in the life of Lorenzo Crowder, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so we wake up... Um, most of the time, I'm with my uh, I'm with my son. Take some time for my son. I play around with him a little bit. Um, maybe go for a walk sometimes. Then we go to the then I go to the gym. Pretty much a very very similar in the afternoon. And because I'm in living in Bali, Indonesia, of course we're living in the Asian session, right? So whenever it's 3 p.m. here, this is the moment when the London actually opens. So this is when we see the London opening. And um, so it gives me a lot of time in the morning to just, you know, do whatever I want to do and then to trade the London Open most of the time whenever I see a setup. And uh, yeah, just before the London Open, I look at all the charts. And from there, I see if I see actually something that I can use. And um, then most of the time we stream right now at the, the New York session. 
So that's pretty much a full day right yeah. there. And, and you are literally on there for what, what time do you go to bed in the end? Because it must be quite late. Or yeah, well, uh, yeah, like two, three a.m. Uh, around yeah. about sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty, pretty long days, but uh, you know, we're living in a community-driven society, so everything we do right now is is community-driven, and uh, you have to make some sacrifices for that. Yeah. And, and do you like do you struggle when it gets like after midnight kind of thing are you are you sort of struggling with awareness focus that sort of thing well if you look at my streams you, you definitely see that i'm more energetic at the beginning of the stream than at the end of the stream but uh you know uh yeah well 100 i get i get less awareness so i'll try to stay as focused as possible but uh yeah, hundred percent. I I cannot deny that. I have to I have to be careful with trading in the in the in the late hours. Absolutely. Yeah. And and how many hours sleep do you get on a typical day? Well, pretty much around like eight, I still get my eight hours of sleep. Like okay. like still like okay. seven eight hours of sleep. Absolutely. Okay. So yeah. so you're sort of waking up at like you know eleven ten eleven a.m. kind of thing versus yeah like ten yeah. ten eleven and then uh, you know play with my child a little bit and then. Yeah. Um, Go to the gym and then start to start trading. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, now, uh, what about like if you had a if there was a retail trader out there you you met mm-hmm. and you're saying, look, here are the steps I recommend you take. What would they be to get them growing an account? I would suggest to not over pursue your your risk, even though it's a small account. I think this is just the the uh, like the best you can do in order to get a a good fundamental like layer for you for your own trading because i personally believe that um if you start to taking dramatic amount of lists in the end you will get wrecked no matter what and you have to start over again or you get extremely lucky i mean i've seen some crazy uh, flips over time also youtube so don't get me wrong but if you want consistent profits and you want to really build your strategy out and you want to like improve as a trader i highly recommend you guys to to just go for the one one percent risk and then try to maybe scale it up when you re-enter a position, and to see if you can do it from there. Yeah. Okay. So, so risk is risk is this you know the, the foundation of everything. Don't get that yeah, wrong. Yeah, because because I think actually the money you make is is not is not really relevant until mm. you you do what you do and you, you know what you're doing in terms of trading. So uh, yeah, you don't even have to look at the amount of of money you make. In my personal belief, I think it's it's really about. Uh, what is the RR you make over time, and and um, wh- where do you base your trades on, and how do you perform and execute them on mm. a daily basis? Now, um, what about like looking at a price chart? You're saying to this yeah. uh, this newbie trader, "Hey, go and focus on these three things. What would yeah. they be?" Um, I would say suggest focus on one particular strategy, execute them um, many many times stick with it and risk management is, is of course the second one as well it's i think it's, it's the most important uh, thing to focus on and um the third one is maybe the most important whenever you start out trading and you feel all your emotions like write these emotions down and and do exactly you know write down what you actually feel when you pursuing a trade that you hadn't that you know didn't want to do in the end but you still did it you knew deep inside that you shouldn't have making that trade but you still did it because you you know you just you didn't want to miss out or whatever explain your emotions and and reflect with that like reflect be your own you know psychologist and try to reflect purely on what you uh you know what you're experiencing from the inside out so not from from actual like trading like you know results etc but actually just whatever you feel whenever you were trading yeah what i like about that answer is the fact that you didn't answer the question and you're probably the first guest that hasn't answered it, but the way you answered it 
is probably the correct way to answer it in terms of it's not about the strategy. It's not about what's on the charts. It is to a certain degree, but it's about getting everything else right first. And then yeah. what's on the, the the actual strategy, you can sort that out later. Um, yeah. Whereas everything, everyone else is like straight. What is the strategy? How are we going to make this thing? What's the what's the killer strategy? It ain't it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I personally believe that like like there are many good strategies out there that work. So, um, like, but I've seen many many people also using a working strategy, knowing everything about the market and still losing money. Then you have to qu- ask yourself the question: Why is that that they cannot make the money by using the perfect strategy? Well, that is of course then because of their you know uh, their inner you know. Yeah, whatever they personally experiencing, yeah. and this is what you what you try to 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 overcome first. Yeah, and and the fact that you sort of mentioned there, like you know, writing down how you feel, reflect on it. That's the biggest part that nobody does, right? Yeah. And that's the that's the the, the clincher. Um, now, talking about that, what about mindset? Have you got any special techniques or hacks or something you can share that might get somebody's mindset? on point around that sort of reflection and that sort of thing because i think you've talked about you know meditation yeah. go to the gym get your get your body right to fix your mind what yeah. about reflection and around that yeah yeah like what i can recommend or explain guys is that uh and this is what i also do in in our community as well is that it's very very important to understand that you're not always there like consciously not always there sometimes your 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 unconscious behavior takes over and this comes from either like seeking for again instant gratification or something that you know wants you to gamble wants you to trade deep from the inside it could be something from the past that you take with you and it always reflect onto trading okay there's so there are many personal layers involved uh that needs to be solved first before you can actually look at the charts and actually start trading right uh, the right way um and the main thing that i can recommend you to initially solve that is already to just go to the gym or do something you know it could be sports or any like physical exercise to just um you know give yourself the the dopamine and the the, the endorphins in your body so you know when you start trading that you're not looking and hunting for that instant gratification and therefore not making unnecessary mistakes mm-hmm um that you don't need to do so i think this is this is crucial in trading to to understand that you are not always who you think you are um while you're trading yeah 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 yeah. and look guys uh, my hint here and i look i did say i was going to do a video for my members about my sort of prep for a a london session later on the day but i didn't and i'm going to tell you what it is now it's um i will jump in a cold shower for a couple of minutes Mm. And if I can't, like, usually I'll try and get to the gym, but if I can't, then that's what I'll do. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if anything's going to wake you up and give you endorphins, that is, how, yeah. however miserable it is the first few seconds. Um, right, now, uh, let's, uh, well, first of all, like, last question before we sort of jump into a quick fire round and wrap up here. Um, if there was one thing you recommend a retail trader spend the next month mastering, what would it be mm. and how could they go about doing it? I think personally, the best thing you can do is to actually look for a, a solid community out there. I think it's it's good to get triggered by a lot of other guys on a daily basis consistently as well. And just to surround yourself with people that have the same mission in life, that wants to achieve the same goal, which is in this case, for example, trading or, um, you know, 
and you have to understand why you want to do this so is it just because you want to make a lot of money which is could be a good reason for somebody whereas for somebody else it is taking care of your family and and really come down to your why so understand your why first and focus on why you're going to do it and sometimes it takes more than a day to understand why you actually want this and um, if you want to focus on go back to yourself uh, find a community driven you know um, organization or whatever that can help you provide you know constantly the information that you need and um, yeah I think I think it's great to to be around people that uh, have the same passion for you know what you are looking for what you are doing and is what, that, whatever it is in life is yeah. that a, is that part of the reason that you decided to create your own community because you were sort of wanting that as a as a as a yeah, um, absolutely release yeah. kind of thing yeah yeah so so like i i never looked for some some sort of community out there and i always I always missed it in the end and 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 the moment i was there with trading i was making consistent profits i was like you know what um uh, it would be great to you know to build a community around this for people completely free as well where people can join where people can uh, you know share their ideas share their charts kind of get in a kind of a hierarchy in there as well so they get um really triggered to perform and to improve themselves without really knowing it as well and just to kind of create a structure within that platform to just give them the opportunity to become you know a, a very very good trader but taking examples from the people that are already doing it that's mm. the main thing and this is the main reason why i created this um and uh honestly i have to say it went so natural my man it went so natural i was not planning to do this at first um but because you know the, the life was picking up i was like you know what let me just create it and the first time first day after i created the discord channel there were 500 people in there i was like you know what's how, happening how on earth did it sorry and how on earth did you get 500 people <laughs> in your discord after the first day or was that after the live streams had started was it or after the live streams were started, yeah. Ah, okay, so right. I was okay. live so streaming first, waiting. and yeah. then um, maybe like at my fourth live stream, uh, you know, I opened my Discord ah, channel, yeah. and in the first day we had 500 people in the Discord channel. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I, I could not believe what I saw, and uh, you know, from there it just, uh, yeah, it just grew. And yeah. um, yeah, right now we have a lot of a lot of commitment guys in there reaching out to me. The amount of people that are sending me private messages as well, uh, sharing their life stories. Um, like it's truly truly fulfilling and inspiring as well awesome awesome yeah. that's brilliant um because we we spoke before the show that and i asked lorenzo how his youtube channel had gone because the guy business beyond thank you very much for recommending uh uh lorenzo it's um he said you know this guy's youtube has only been around for two weeks but he's already got four and a half thousand subscribers and mm-hmm. all through that and i so i checked it out and i was like this is crazy. So you started off with two or three people watching and then on day yeah. one, and then now yeah. there's how many people watching? Like maybe 700 or something? Or no, no, no. It's, 150 it's, uh, at a time? It's 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 somewhere around 200 and 400 okay. people. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what, I, what I was really shocked about is that like some people, and this is like amazing, are sticking with me from the beginning. You know, I'm doing very, very long streams, right? From like yeah. some five-hour, oh, right. six-hour streams. Seriously. They stick it from the beginning till really? the end. So my amount of concurrent viewers, like, it's, it's extremely, 
extremely high. So like I have a lot of respect for them watching for for five six hours straight, yeah. constantly chatting, and and uh, it's it's incredible. That is yeah. that is mad. Now, all right, let's get into this quick quick fire round and then wrap this thing up. Um, yeah. How long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? I, I suggest around three years, two and a half years of 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 suffering, like hustling my way through, making money, thinking that I got it, then losing it all. I think it took me around three years personally um, to 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 be where I I am today, and over the last two years I've I've improved again. However, um, it it could have been way earlier. It could have been way earlier if I if I approached it the right way and uh, not the way I, I I personally did. What's so. your favorite entry setup? That's very good. Um, yeah, this is what I mentioned a lot in in the in 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 the community is I, I always call it always consolidation, expansion, retracement, um, filling up the imbalance and inefficiency. So, um, you know, I, I look for consolidation areas. I look for massive expansion, aggressive move down, to then retrace back up, coming back into uh, that area of consolidation, and to then use a few different tools to determine where I would enter from. Cool. Makes sense to me. Hopefully you guys get it. And we're going to jump on a video in any, anyway, and you're going to see it in action. Um, what about strategies to exit or manage trades? To exit trades or manage trades? Yeah. Um, yeah, in general. So I think it's important to, man, to, to, to adjust or to address that I'm always looking at day by day or hour by hour once I'm entered my trade. So, so the market can always turn. There can always be something uh, occurring. So I personally do not stick with just leaving it once I'm in. I'm trying to manage my trades accordingly based on the results. Uh, but that takes a lot of practice and takes a lot of time because it's easy to get, you know, fooled out of the market and then still continue to drop or continue to go up again. So I really um, created some sort of structures for myself where it's an easy yes or no for me to exit or to 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 stay in the trade and to to manage from there. But I'm looking at hour by hour, minute by minute, and I'm not um, you know just leaving it right there. Uh, however, when I enter, first of all, uh, and I put my stop loss, I never change my stop loss. So this is this is very very important to mention as well, uh, because this is how I lost the most money at the beginning, is by you know changing my stop loss over time. When, when things are not going in my, right, in my right direction, then saying, you know what? No, it's actually going to go here. I just saw it wrong at the beginning. So I just have to put it a little bit higher and then it's just going to go, yeah, not there, but, and then it's getting there. And I'm like, oh no, it's this one. <laughs> and then I do this three or four times. And before you know it, I lost five times more than initially wanted. So yeah. I make sure that my stop loss stays where it is, no matter yeah. what I uh, what I uh, what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Accepting that risk. Now, what about yeah. a recommended trading book or resource? Uh, like like a lock like a lock file yeah I'd always recommend or, or like an actual trading book yeah a book or, or some kind of resource I mean obviously your your channel is probably going to be a great resource but something yeah, yeah. else so to be honest I'm personally not the right guy for that I, I personally never was really a reader I was always a listener so I always watched uh, like a lot of move, uh, like YouTube videos people explaining psychology movies um, and, and I, I try to simulate what I see rather than what I read so um, I have uh, a very good friend of mine. Um, we're, I'm very, very close, but he's focusing a lot on macroeconomics. He, he can recommend a ton of books in there. So we're going to open a certain university as well where we're going to release a lot of that. But I'm personally not the guy for that, so I would not give you a, a, an honest answer. <laughs> okay. if I would, uh, That's all good. Yeah, yeah that's all good. <laughs> um, do you want to walk, walk us through your worst ever trade? Oh, man. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so oh, that's very funny that you, that you asked this question. So, my worst ever trade was um, my dollar cost averaging. So, like, like I started to 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 understand the concept of of dollar cost averaging at the beginning for the first time, and especially in cryptocurrency, yeah. this was DCA. like uh, yeah. DCA. <laughs> I heard it all the time, everywhere. Yeah. I never applied it. Yeah. And once I started to to realize, wow, this this is a game changer, right? If I if I just keep buying, yeah. then yeah. no matter what, over time, I'm gonna make money because like it has to come back at some yeah. point, right? So I kept buying and I kept buying and I kept buying, and I, at a certain point, there was nothing left to buy anymore, and it yeah. kept going down. So so pretty much this was 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 my my worst ever trade uh, in history. Um, I managed to survive that trade by then at the last moment opening a hedge short. Uh, as well to to just get rid of my liquidation price but then i constantly had to adjust my my hedging to to make sure that i do not you know get liquidated yeah, and it was yeah. it was just painful and it was a process yeah. of months of yeah. months in a row where i was stuck in a position yeah. um losing a lot of money yeah it's yeah. a it's a it's a i i understand the pain now um if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice what would it be um yeah follow one particular strategy first and, and test it out a hundred times so, so do not change a single thing until you have tested the strategy out a hundred times and the reason why is because if you adjust because you feel it's not working for you if you have three or four trades that were not working for you in a row and you're adjusting your strategy you have no idea what you're adjusting if you were actually right with the adjustment and therefore if you keep adjusting you will feel over time so stick with a certain strategy for a very very long time then adjust a minor thing, tweak something, and then do it again, and then do it again until you narrow down your strategy. And this is why you cannot be profitable from the beginning because you have to take time, you have to adjust and tweak your strategy before you narrow down, mm. you know, exactly what you want and what fits your personality the best. So, yeah, test before you tweak. Awesome. Great advice. Um, look, before you wrap up, what's the best way for the traders to get hold of you? Well, firstly, you can go to my uh, YouTube channel. It's uh, my name is Lorenzo Corrado. I'm, I'm keeping my name completely transparent. This is who I am. This is you can find me there. Um, I will do everything live. I'm training live as well. Uh, we're actually doing a live challenge. Uh, you can join the Limitless uh, Trading Academy in there as well. It's a Discord channel right now where we have over 1,600 members in there, uh, actively, you know, sharing charts, uh, going live within Discord as well. So if I'm not live, these guys are there live. I marked out some verified. Uh, SMC traders as well. This is the strategy we're going to discuss. And uh, I analyze based on their charts they share in the Forex setup if they are actually know what they're talking about based on that I turn them into a verified trader and you can ask them any type of question as well. So if I'm not around, they're around and you have a lot of guys that are willing to help you and we're doing it for the community. So you can find us there. Awesome. Brilliant. Well, look, guys, um, a big thank you to Lorenzo for sharing with us today. Everything we discussed here, along with all those links that he's just mentioned, will be in the show notes to find them. Simply search for Lorenzo in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Come on, man. You're a legend. Thank you for having me on. Awesome.
Hey folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100k. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. All right, folks, there you have that interview done with Lorenzo. Oh, there's so much in there. That was so good. Uh, you've got to probably listen to that again. Now, uh, we did shoot a video after the show, so if you want to go and check that out, you're going to see how he breaks things down on a price chart. Uh, remember, next week we've got Tom Hugard coming up with a two-part uh, show. It's an epically long show, and it is so good. There's so many details in there. Uh, you, you're going to love it. So please stay tuned, stay subscribed for that. Uh, and remember, uh, City Traders and Imperium are running the competition, trying to find the best traders in the world to compete against each other. So if you guys think you've got a chance then go and check it out over there at citytradersimperium.com and uh, yeah robot builders club doors are still open if you're looking to automate or semi-automate your strategies then go and check it out and i can help you do it all right folks thanks for listening thanks for watching and we'll see you in the next one